Welcome to High Tea with Farah. This podcast is all about homeschool, nutrition, travel, and things that inspire and enrich me. Get cozy, get comfortable, and let's get inspired together. So for the next few episodes, we are going to do things a little differently, where I will answer some listener questions. Um, I would also like to take this opportunity to thank you all for your love and support. I hope these episodes have been super beneficial to you and your family. Please leave me a review at Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Wishing you and your family a safe, healthy and a happy holiday season. I hope and pray all of you are safe and well. Assalamu alaikum. Hey, hey, salamu alaikum, everybody. Welcome to High Tea with Farah. I hope all is well. I did take a short break of two weeks. I got a little busy. I had my brother come to visit me and then um, I just wanted to connect with my children through books and I just thought I was not spending too much time with them. So I got caught up with that. But in the meantime, I had a few friends ask me a couple of questions and I thought I'll answer them on here um, so that it may benefit other people. So the first question is, how do I start homeschooling? Um, I just, you know, decided to homeschool this year. I have to homeschool this year. So I have no clue where to go, who to ask and what to do. So please guide me. So my answer goes like this. First, make a lot of dua. Make dua to Allah and um, say a prayer and ask Allah to guide you and help you throughout this and give you the strength to do it. Um, second, you're the mom and inshallah, you have your child's best interest. So inshallah, you're not going to mess up. Everything's going to be just fine. Your child is probably super young. And even if he's in middle school or high school, um, if you don't do anything this year and just connect with them, you have literally hit the jackpot. So don't ever feel like you're not doing enough. Um, and then there are multiple ways of homeschooling. So the most common way is enrolling your child in a charter school. And by enrolling in a charter school, you get funding through the school. And then you get um, guidance through a credential teacher who is your educational coach. And then you also have a family or a community of other um, homeschoolers who you can pick your brain, do classes together and just spend some quality time together. Now, um, there are many charter schools. Again, it's like a kid in a candy store. All the charter schools are working for the best of their student. So there is Sage Oak, there's Cabrillo Point, um, there's Epic, there's just tons and tons of schools. Um, and honestly, your, your school, I always think that all schools are the same. They're working for the child's best interest and you get funding from the school and you get an educational coach and that's pretty much it. Um, and then of course you get tested and all of that good stuff, right? So. Um, here's my advice to you. There is no one size fits all approach. Okay. And every kid is different, just like the five fingers of your um, hand. And so um, the most important is to teach them the three R's, which is reading, writing, and arithmetic. So which is math. And for reading, um, we I follow the ordinary parents guide to teaching. And that was basically, it has no bells and whistles. It was just a regular, you know, book that taught you the phonics. I had um, the Ordinary Parents Guide to Teaching and um, that just taught the child phonics and taught them letter sounds, letter recognition. And then um, it just taught them three letter words. And then my child was reading. 
Um, you can look into that. And then along with that, I also um, subscribe to Read Aloud Revival. And Sarah McKenzie is the owner of that. And she has a podcast, which is free. And she gives you tons and tons of ideas of books suitable for different children at different ages. And then um, I actually have the subscription, which is, I think, $15 a month, where my child gets to meet um, the author of the book. And she gets to connect um, with her through the story. And then they do like, um, different uh, writing workshops and they meet um, different people virtually and um, they also are taught how to um, do some art you know so we had we did um, chalk pastels with Nana and then we did um, drawing with like watercolors with uh, Ralph uh, Masiago I think and just tons and tons of information there again this is not necessary it's a paid service so you don't have to do it but I found benefit in it the second uh, goes to writing, right? So first was reading, writing. The second is writing. So in writing, there's the Brave Writer curriculum. Um, there's IEW, Explode the Code, and honestly, tons and tons of resources. You can go to like rainbowresource.com and you can just type in um, writing curriculum for the grade level you're looking for. And then just kind of review that, you know, ask people, ask the community if anyone's using that curriculum, ask them the pros and cons, borrow it. If they're not using it, and then um, you can eventually invest in it. Um, and then arithmetic is math. And so um, there's tons, again, tons and tons. So there's Right Start Math, Math Mammoth, Singapore Math, Beast Academy, and and a, and a lot more. Um, I started out with Right Start Math with my son, and then it's very hands-on, parent-intensive, but it's a phenomenal program. It really helps to bring the subject to life. Great number sense. Um, really, really love the program. I just did not have a lot of time to do it. Um, so we resorted to Singapore math. Um, so now Right Start, Ga right Start Math also has um, car card games. So now we play card games and then we do Singapore math. Um, and that's pretty much our math. Um, so the most important after speaking to Mubashra, um, when she was one of my guests that talked about high school was make sure in elementary school, your child's math skills are strong and computation skills. And this will help them in middle school, high school. And of course, um, you know, the rest of their life, inshallah. So once you've taken care of reading, writing and arithmetic, then I move on to um, language. So for us, we do Arabic um, and we do Arabic through uh, Al-Kawthar Learning Center, which is based in Santa Ana. And it's a play-based immersion style program. And the child learns conversation Arabic as well as reading and writing. Um, we also did Arabic homeschool, which was online. And that was a great program, too. And... Um, and then we had a private tutor, Ustada Buthena. She's local to Southern California. She followed Uhibul Arabiya, which was a curriculum. And then my whole intention was I just wanted my children to speak in Arabic. And so, alhamdulillah, they can speak in basic fusha. So again, it did not come overnight. It came, um, it took a couple of years for, for them to start speaking. So now they can um, speak in, um, you know, basic fusha. Um, so the whole goal of this is to instill the love of learning, to expose them to languages, culture, um, right, uh, material, and then just be patient and leave the results to Allah and it will happen, right? And then um, Quran. So for Quran, we go to an institute in Orange County in Anaheim. It's called um IQ Institute of uh, Quran. It's in Amr Farooq Masjid. So my children go there um, twice a week and uh, we study with the great teachers there. And then now we're doing it online. So yes, we, we, we did it in person. 
Um, for Islamic studies, we did um, we started off with basically like the foundation, so the five pillars of Islam, and then um, we went on to Sirah, and then the companions of the Prophet, and then honestly, Islam for Islamic studies, it's just our way of life. So when you know it was time for my child to learn prayer, then we indulged in learning prayer, right? Um, the essentials of worship. Um, and then uh, for Sira, we did a year with the Prophet, which is kind of like an audiobook. It's called DC Seminary, and we started listening to the story. And um, and then once they started learning like basic stories, then we got a little bit deeper and we listened to you know Yasir Qadi and and so on and so forth. So again, we I did not follow a particular curriculum. I think I had Iqra curriculum at home at one time, which I had bought online. And whenever my kids had some extra time, they would just do that um, just for, you know, just to kind of write whatever they wanted to write or learn. But for us, it was mostly through stories. And um, I must say that before Sira, we did stories of the prophets. So um, what I did was I just... Um, enacted the story out so we would do like story night on Friday night where all like the family members would get together um, and then we would dim the lights and I would tell them the story and then we would um, turn on the lights and then each of us would share one thing we learned and one thing we would like to embody for the rest of the week and then we did that so if it was kindness or bravery or you know we wanted to be helpful um, that's what we did uh, and then we moved on to I bought I think Learning Roots had a really good book so I bought that and so we read those books so and then I followed Hannah's, um, Hannah at Pepper and Pine, her curriculum about, um, Islamic Waldorf letters. And she teaches the child how to like draw uh, the letter and, um, she does like a beautiful illustration. So I got a lesson book on the left side. They did an illustration. So A was for Allah, B was for baby Musa, C was for Cape Hira. I mean, amazing. And then on the right side, the kids did the narration. So whatever they learned about Cape Hira or, you know, about the story of creation, um, that's what they wrote on the right hand side so again bring the subject to life art beauty experiences these are the things that's going to stick with your child and then we moved on to Sira and then companions of the prophets for companions of the prophets I remember um, we read a, a, a stories from a book called companions of the prophet I think it was by Abdul Hamid I don't remember the last name uh, if you're interested please reach out to me and then we did Sahaba night with friends where we all got together at a park and uh, dads took turns and then uh, dad shared um, stories about companions and Sahabas and we shared um, sunnah foods with dates and nuts and olives and milk and freshly made ba baked bread. And then the kids got to play. So that, that was really fun. Sahaba stories was really fun. Um, and then uh, when my child was seven, we taught them prayer and we had like a small salah party for them. And, um, you know, um, one thing I did was I asked them to pick one prayer in the day and be consistent with that. And then every year they picked um, another prayer. And um, the most important was to model um, the importance of prayer, right? So as a parent, for me to model like, okay, as soon as you hear the event, let's drop everything and go and pray because that's the most important thing. I think that's what just shows children children, um, you know, the importance and the benefits of prayer as well. Um, and then in, when Ramadan came along, we talked about Ramadan, we baked cookies for our neighbors, we did arts, we did crafts, we did 
we just did a lot of activities. So that was pretty much our homeschool for the first year. So um, again, uh, how do you start homeschooling? Get yourself enrolled in a charter school. Um, talk to people. The most important subjects were reading, writing, and arithmetic, and then Arabic and Quran um, for Muslims. And then um, for history and science, we use the library. So for history, we just followed the Magic Treehouse books, and um, we travel the world with Jack and Annie. And then um, this year, we're doing studies weekly. Please look into that. And for science, we had a traveling naturalist, um, Sam Aware. She taught my children nature studies. But f- with other science, we I ordered some kits. So on um, like Saturday mornings after our work was done, we got our kits out. And then each of us, so each of my children had a kit and they all learned to build, read directions. And then we either looked at like Generation Genius or borrowed books from the library and, and did some extension activities. And that was pretty much our science. Again, not a lot of book work but more experience and and just art and um you know just having fun together so yes um it is very stressful it is a stressful time for everybody i totally understand but stay organized take care of yourself self-care is very important do something productive for yourself that you feel good in and just just believe that everything will be okay. Like have faith in the law that everything will be okay. Your child will learn to love learning. He will be self-directed and um, just enjoy the process. Always reach out. Always ask people if you're stuck. Um, it's 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 just, it's a lot. And I understand. And, um, you know, I was in your situation maybe four or five years ago. I didn't know what to do. I would ask my friends, so what is a lap book? And, and what is Waldorf education? And how do you put all this together? And some of my friends really comforted me saying that just trust me, just take it easy. You're, you have your best, you know, your child's best interest. Um, Jot down some ideas of how you want to go about education and teaching and inshallah, uh, make a goal. So your, for me, my goal was that, um, before my child left my house, I wanted him to know certain things. And then I just kind of worked towards that goal. I'm not going to say that I, I'm completely successful, but slowly but surely, right? So inshallah, that is how you start homeschool. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're inspired and it was fruitful. Until next time, connect, create, and continue on. You can reach me at High Tea with Farah on Instagram or at my blog at highteawithfarah.com. Please enjoy the frame drumming by Brian.